Welcome to the 371st consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, a guy that's fresh from a breakthrough infection of COVID and the very first one he's gotten. And joining me all the way across the city of Omaha in his makeshift studio just above the bunker is Michael Smith. The bunker flooded. <laughs> yeah, so not so much of a bunker, more as a death so, trap at this point. Yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. I am, uh, I am in my bedroom, and uh, in, in this makeshift new life that we're living right now. The, uh, the bunker yeah. flooded, and now you have an indoor swimming pool where your little bar area used to be. Yeah, yeah. I ride with uh, somebody when I go into work every morning. As I was waiting for him, the house is silent. I kept hearing a drip, and at first I thought, oh, somebody left the shower on or didn't shut it off all the way. No, that wasn't the case. And then I the pit fell in my stomach and I heard kind of like, was like, is it downstairs? Walked down and sure enough, the carpet. And it still, it was just like a little, it just kept dripping. But like the ceiling had grown a bubble where there was obviously a ton of water. And the minute you walked on the carpet, it just, it, you heard sop. So it must have been dripping all night. And I just didn't hear it. So, so as of now, everything's kind of just jumbled away from it. Uh, they've, they've, uh, you know, we cut a hole in the ceiling, drained out all the water and now just waiting to fix all that and dry out the carpet and we're probably going to have to peel the carpet back to dry out the pad that's underneath it. So lots of good times happen. <laughs> Jesus wept. Yeah, and so last weekend I went to a concert and did some stuff with the wife and I picked up a breakthrough infection of COVID. My very first one, <sighs> BA5 got me. It took that long, but BA5 finally got me. Jesus. Yeah, man. Almost three years into this shit, they got you. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> well, it could have been a lot worse knock on wood. Um, I had very, very mild symptoms and it really only lasted about seven days from exposure because BA5 moves quick. It's like it sets in yeah. three days. I had an immune response and my my system was fighting it on Monday. I had like stuffy nose and wasn't feeling so great and a bit of a sore throat. And I just assumed that it was because the Airbnb that we stayed at that weekend was coated in dust that it just killed my sinuses and I got a sinus infection that happens to me. And that's what it felt like. And then as the week went on and it didn't get better and it didn't improve, um, we had a family dinner we were going to do. And I did a test just to make sure because I was like, you know what? I want to be safe. And then the next thing I know, it comes back positive for COVID. And I'm like, holy shit, my very first COVID infection. And holy shit. Yeah, by then I was actually already feeling better. I actually felt great. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't COVID positive because, you know, I don't want to be giving that to anybody that we're going to go see, you know, for a dinner or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, well, well that's I'm why you get your get your vaccinations, kids, because that helps <laughs> limit the amount that, you know, that when you get COVID, it helps limit the impact it has on you. Yeah, literally everything that they said that you could expect for someone who was vaxxed and properly boosted for a break through BA5 infection is what happened to me. Um, yeah. It was it was seven days from the exposure and I was feeling better. Like that, many, was, uh, that was this Friday. How many boosters do you got? Right now I only got one. Um, yeah, same here. I've got the, yeah. the two vaccination shots and one booster. Well, so that's where I'm at too. When I was thinking about getting the second booster is when they announced that they were doing the variant specific one that's out now and they were yeah. waiting for approval. So I decided just to wait. And uh -huh. now I got to wait about three months before I get it because of this breakthrough infection. That'll give me the best immunity and best... Uh, 
Yeah, you kind of you kind of helped you already because you're kind of immune to that variant at least. So for a little bit, yeah, for, for a, little a little bit. bit but yeah. still, I mean, hey, little bit's better than not at all. That's true. And like I said, uh, the last time when Bev got it, she had a breakthrough infection right after we got our boosters. So wh- yeah. whatever version of that she got was probably an Omicron as well. This time around, I got it and she didn't show any symptoms at all. No, yeah, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, she's feeling a little rough today, but we don't know if that's because she was partying too hardy this weekend or not. We're, we're just being extra cautious and we're going to keep yeah. her away from people. She continues to test negative. So Yeah, that's what I keep hearing as well. So yeah. that's yeah. good, though. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, it's been a hell of a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really has. Like, it was really rough trying to get my shit together and work um, this whole week. And now at least I have an excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> so like my brain not functioning at its best is probably because of the COVID brain. And I'm going to be able to deal with that for a little while. And I definitely, I've had some brain fog going on. I've definitely experienced that. So that's oh, yeah. not great. Trying to think uh, of, I couldn't a, even think of Robin time. Williams's name the other night. I was trying to, like, I could picture his face. I could think of every movie that he was in. And I couldn't think of the name Robin Williams when I was talking to my wife, trying to like use him as an example for oh, a Jesus. discussion we were having for comedians who do dramatic turns really well. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. I, Rob, I, like, I, like I said, I pictured his face. I pictured like every movie he was in, but I could not come up with the name Robin Williams. It just was not there for me. My brain was like, no, you don't know this guy's name. Yeah. You don't know it. Sorry, but you old luck. <laughs> right. We were talking about the new Steve Carell series, uh, Patient. And I was like saying about how I didn't, I was kind of, I knew that comedians could do dramatic turns and be really good. And they could even be creepy because of Robin Williams, but I couldn't get yeah. there to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah, that one hurt, man. That one was a little difficult to try and deal with. Speaking of things that are hurtful and hard to deal with, let's talk about this week's movie, Dr. Jer- Jekyll's yeah. Dungeon of Death. All Dungeon right. of Death. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some blind buy movies, folks, where Court got these either in a package or um, it was on sale to a alarming degree, either at Vinegar Syndrome or Severn Films, one of the two. So it was either a package deal in one of the two or it was on sale and super cheap, so I decided to get it. And this is one of them. I knew nothing about Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Death. I just uh, was like, hey, that title sounds ridiculous. This should be fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if it was this part of a the, good time. Yeah. I don't know, again, if it was part of a package or if it was uh, just that it was super cheap and on sale. So I went for it. And uh, it turns out that everything that I thought it was going to be is not what it was. Everything the poster promises that it's going to be is not what it is. And it's kind of like a neutered blood sucking freaks is what this film is. <laughs> good times. <laughs> yeah. So. So I'm not even going to try and do music befitting of this week. I'm just going to pick out some fucking songs that maybe I'll find some Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde shit and play it. Maybe not for pirate radio edit. We'll see. I'll put the list in the group like I always fucking do. I just don't feel like going ahead with it this week. Because not only did Matt's basement fucking flood, but I fought off COVID for the entire week and I'm still here to do the show for you folks. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah, no clips this week because I just don't have an area to do any of that with. So, <laughs> Well, that I mean, like, come on, man, this is the movie to skip all the fucking clips with too i mean the dialogue yeah, right? the dialogue in this like if we played the dialogue in this you would f5 out of this fucking show hardcore yeah you would get the hell out of here <laughs> you, you would be like alt f3 and escape yeah. altogether or whatever yeah oh yeah all of that control alt delete and task <laughs> yeah you would do what you had to just to get this to stop shut down you have uh, programs open do you want to don't care shut down <laughs> <laughs> 
see the coders out there got my f5 out of here reference and yeah, yeah. some of the the techie guys are getting our alt <laughs> and it, yeah. escape meanwhile normal audience folks that don't care about key commands or, or escape commands on your keyboard are like what the fuck are these two assholes babbling about besides covid yeah. and flooded basements i thought this was cinema psyops not computer <laughs> boy psyops <laughs> not cinema <laughs> it or not yeah, it psyops IT ops or something <laughs> Oh, fuck it. Let's just take the break here. We're going to play the little intro from Kevin, which now has the Steam giveaways added back in because apparently that's still happening once a month every now and then, I guess, or something. He's still giving them away. As long as he's giving them away, I'm going to leave that in there. And we'll have the Patreon ad, and when we come back, we'll have, I don't know, some bullshit about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde song of some sort somewhere. Hey, everyone. This is Kevin. As many of you probably have heard, Bo will be heading back to school to become a teacher. Congratulations, Bo. As such, I'll be taking over the reins, managing, and spreading the good word of Legion Podcasts. To kickstart things off, as an added thank you for patrons, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked from the Patreon, and the winners can choose from the available Steam Codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcasts. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at lonely bob see you around this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show i'm bo ransdell and i'm one of the many creators you can find on legion podcasts i said quiet my fellow podcasters and i work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting but that comes at a cost Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
right, so I'm just going to assume that I played the damned song about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because that's actually a song that they have that I know that exists. So I'm All assuming right. that I played that here. and then Wait, I, that what you, uh, We're assuming now, huh? Yeah. You know what happens when you assume? Well, I have the MP3 file somewhere, so I can play that here if I want yeah. to. So, oh, well, that's so future court, don't fuck over court from the past, please. Yeah, don't, don't make uh, future court, don't make past court look like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at doing that, Future Court, by the way. Yeah, yeah, by the way, you, you really, you really, Future Court really makes Past Court look like a jackass on the reg. <laughs> and Future Court's really looking at Past Court, wondering what the fuck he was thinking when we're going to cover Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Death. Yes, Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Death. The first 20 minutes starts with the guy watching a film with two dudes fighting. Not homoerotic at all. Um, I found it extremely homoerotic in ways that I was ready to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, we throw in an inner monologue here. Where we find out this is the great-grandson of the Dr. Jekyll. Uh, he's working on a serum, the, the serum that his great-grandfather had created. Uh, but he's working on improving it, and so he kidnaps folks and injects it with him and watch them fight. Uh, we find he, there's a tied-up girl. Uh, so, in believe it or not, the, a lot of this movie, um, where you would call it uh, filler is fight scenes and they're actually pretty good yeah the best part of this movie is it's filler which is not a good yeah. sign for it at all yeah no yeah the, the, the where all the the talent went was into the filler moments of fighting so if you're into like some hand-to-hand combat this this shit will, will take you there the people who did the the fighting really worked on it really hard well, um, that's the whole of this film it's like a kung fu slash martial arts um exhibition slash horror movie yeah which which is wrapped in a story of a guy who likes to rape a lot. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we see a tied up girl in his room. It, she's When he's writing down his notes at uh, his journal, there's a girl tied up on his wall. Her name's Julie apparently. He tells her that her dad is coming and then he can have his revenge and then he uh, proceeds to molest Julia until she screams and passes out. Yeah, not comfortable movie, thanks. Fuck no, off. Yeah, no, not a very comfortable thing to do to us. Uh, well, her dad gets there, and he's under the belief that Julia is dead. At least that's what Dr. Jekyll has told him. Uh, then we meet Dr. Jekyll's sister, and she has crazy eyes. Big time. And we find out why is because as they are talking to one another, having a drink, uh, we see that uh, Julia was uh, lobotomized. Dr. Jekyll talks about his work uh, on the serum uh, because apparently this guy, the Julia's father, the professor, was his teacher. And he said he actually helped. He goes, number one, the first thing he did was he found a way to improve uh, livestock to produce like 30% more uh, consumable meat. But he goes, the only problem is the things I did caused uh, a horrific problem in that they won't mate. So that's what he's trying to use the serum for, and he wants the professor's help. Uh, so anyway, uh, the professor's like, yeah, but I, I really want to see my daughter's body, because he's like, this has gotten really confusing. And Dr. Kell's like, uh, later, uh, why don't you go to bed? You need to sleep. So he goes to bed, and then we see uh, the doctor's like telling, talking about when he's like, where's Boris? Where's Boris? Well, we see his servant Boris get up, and he shows up with two kidnapped women. He goes to experiment to see if women, and this is something he even mentioned, because the two men who were fighting at the beginning of the movie were uh, 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 two people of color. And he even said the serum, make they are less aggressive, even with the serum, than their white counterparts, which he found weird because he would have thought the the 
people of color because of their past would have more anger in them. So now he wants to test to see what happens to women. So this, this entire whole diatribe and the the sciency stuff that's behind this and the unbelievable coincidence that this Dr. Jekyll is like relying upon to make all of this stuff happen and work just seems really convoluted even at this point. And we have to kind of talk about it and mention it, even yeah. though we're not at the 20 minutes yet. Like, yeah. You have to really, really mash an I believe button to go along with anything that's in this story at all. So much. So much. (laughs) There's no division between the people fighting and the people that are doing the test subject. And given that information that we find out later about how this serum works, the more we kind of have to call bullshit on how this has continued to be successful without a lot of serious errors and shit. Like, yeah, (laughs) you got to talk about it now. Like this just rings so false and so hollow. And oh, so, so dumb. So just pseudo science talk. That's all this is. <laughs> and like, it feels like it's trying to do this sort of um, progressive moment here when he's talking about the people of color seem to be even less aggressive and violent. And that's not what he would expect, considering the history of mistreatment to the people. And, you know, it's like he's like acknowledging, yes, this is wrong. And yes, I'm experimenting on black people clip. And <laughs> and, and like I'm f- <laughs> and I'm finding that they're better at controlling their anger than white people because they have to be. This is a whole bunch of duh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just have to uh, state that right now. I know we're not at the 20 minutes, but like at this point, I'm yelling bullshit at my screen, like at seven in the morning when I'm watching well, this. First of all, he's, yeah, he's, he's a rapist and he's a, a racist from all it seems. So Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. No, I just needed to get that right. out and vent because fuck. Yeah. So then, uh, so, uh. Yeah, like I said, he's going to see if the women have more repressed anger than anybody. Uh, we see he obviously, he goes next to his sister, starts trying to kiss her. She bites him. Uh, he's like, you know, you're you're just like mom. He has mommy and sister issues because he's like, you're just like mother. You make me watch you just like mother did. And you're just like, okay, this guy has a lot of things happening to him. Yeah, that was pretty gross. The way that they were trying to do yeah. that. Ordinarily incest in movies I'm okay with, but that was gross. It's this is such a weird statement for him to make. What? Was, what? what was that? What do you mean, what? Ordinarily, you know what? incest in ordinarily incest in movies does not bother me, but the way that they did it here, it was just for shock value and effect. It wasn't trying to bring about any kind of statement or deepen the character in any way, shape, or form. It's just for shock value, and that's why it bugs me. All right, all right, all right, weirdo. So anyway, uh. <laughs> Uh, the ladies have their fight scene. It, again, this is a fabulous fight scene. Uh, really well done. It like I'm saying, saying every fight scene is almost like five minutes long. Yeah. If I oh, guess. We, I, we, we need to mention it now. Every yeah. fight scene is literally all of the black belts in the yeah. area of San Francisco. They got them all together and it was choreographed by like, um, not necessarily their specific sensei, but like someone that was also really high up in the martial arts scene in San Francisco. So essentially this movie is the Hill Valley tournament with sadism, rapist mentality, racism, and um, Dr. Jekyll wrapped around it. Yeah, it couldn't have been all the black belts, though, because I didn't even see one crane kick. So, and we all know the masters do the crane kick. (laughs) If do right, no can defense. Yes, right. Uh, So, uh, right as it looks like one woman is really about ready to kill the other one, they break it up, and, like, one of his bodyguards guys goes and knocks them both out. That's the end of that 20 minutes, the first 20 minutes. So, the opening 20 minutes, though... I'll say it is actually very action packed and exciting. It's not a slow burn. It's you know right away you know that this guy's a dirtbag, 
And, you know, we're fighting people. So it's like he's making his own fight club. Yeah. If this was a 70 minute ish movie, I think it probably could have been carried on the fight scenes alone because they are entertaining and they are the highlight of the film. And Mm -hmm. literally when they're not happening, you miss them and want them back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When the fight scenes go away, this uh, you don't enjoy the movie as much. (laughs) Yeah. When the fight scenes go away, also to our enjoyment of the film. Yeah. Yeah. When the fight scenes are happening, you're everything's great when the fight yeah. scenes go away you realize you're watching dr jenkel in the dungeon of death <laughs> and basically the dungeon of death is just dr jekyll rapes a lady over and over again upon doing this gross dialogue telling her how she has to take him and then when she fights him off he drugs her just so he can have his way with her that's that's yeah. literally everything else that's not the martial arts in the movie yeah right all right, well, we could get out of here in like 10 minutes yeah. with this movie if we really wanted to. If we really wanted to, I could be done with this review. Yeah, you're right. In the next like 15 minutes. <laughs> um, it's Instead, we're going to sit here and bitch about it for like ever because it's the only way yeah. we can vent our frustrations in life. It's it's everyone sucks and then you die. There you go. Movie's done. Anyway, let's talk. <laughs> next 20 minutes start. So Jekyll, he uh, catches Boris comforting Julia. Uh, who seems to be having problems. So he does the only thing he can do, and he whips Boris. Um, Then the next day, Jekyll and the professor, they get together. And it turns out, uh, when Boris is serving them drinks, the professor recognizes him. Boris was, like, top student at the school the year Jekyll got kicked out of the school. And Jekyll says, well, you know, we were working together. We got into a car wreck. And this is what happened to him. So I keep him on as a servant. And he also like, blames him. He blames him. Yeah. Like he says that the said he was drinking too much and then getting the car wreck. Yeah. The, like it's his fault. But uh, Jekyll came out unscathed, but he was severely injured. And now he keeps him as a manservant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then um, they uh, so then he has him watch a video of one of the fights that they took. And the professor is appalled. This is a weird scene because while the fight looks good, uh, like Jekyll's talking about his the science behind this while the professor's talking at the same time about how appalling it is and you're just like uh, I can't pay attention to any one fucking word you said uh, if I could have done clips I'd have clipped that just to confuse everyone else because if I had to listen to it so do all of you um, but <laughs> you know you should all count yourselves lucky uh, everything in life is falling apart so uh, so then the professor, he states he's going to go to bed. He's like, I can't really deal with any of this. Uh, but he goes, I need to think. So I'm going to go to my room to think, but we're going to talk about my thoughts at great length. And he goes to bed. And so this makes Jekyll really angry. So he terrorizes Julia some more, yelling at her and, uh, makes her scream. And this makes the professor wake up and kind of checks around the house and he goes up to Jekyll's room, but Jekyll says, no, no, everything's fine. He sends him away. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. So, like I said, you go through this real quick when most of this movie's fight scenes. Um, But, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, so Jekyll is very possessive, and it's clear that he has been killing rivals and or turning them into mindless drone zombies that he can use and torture at his will. Yeah. 
And right. essentially what it's saying is that the Jekyll family were always sadistic, twisted fucks, even without the serum. The serum just somehow made them worse. And mm-hmm. that is the complete opposite of how the Jekyll and Hyde story actually works, if you've ever actually read it. Yeah, like, Dr. Jekyll was not an evil man, but he, you know, tested the serum and he becomes an evil man. Yeah, he turns into a completely different person with the serum. That's where Hyde comes from. Yeah. Hyde has his own but personality Dr. Jekyll's in life. supposed to be a good person. For the most part, yeah, the only thing that he ever really did wrong was make the serum and then not atone for the things and, that Hyde does. And at least, though, he tested it on himself instead of some human subject he kidnaps. Right. This is uh, your typical like late 60s style horror film in the exploitation market without any of the exploitation. Like other than the guy getting greasy and rapey on just about every female that's in sight at any point in time, including his own sister. And then talking about how he had machinations to want to bang his own mom. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, like the exploitation is almost completely removed from this film. Like this. Okay, we need to kind of discuss this. The director of the film, this is his only film that he ever made that wasn't x-rated he made two other films that were both pornographic movies from what i could tell from the titles right jesus And then the writer of the film who took the idea from the director of the film is also the main actor who plays dr jekyll so this feels like a passion project for someone who desperately wants to stop making porn so much so that they allow all the sleaze in the movie because they're okay with the more adult type themes that are in the sleaze that's in this but they're really trying hard not to show us any of that sleaze at all yeah because they want to make a legitimate film that's what this feels like it's like a sleaze meister's exploitation film attempting to get rid of all of the sleaze yeah yeah they're like all right listen this is gonna be exploitation with none of the exploitation yeah, it's literally the plot of blood-sucking freaks for the most part, except for trying to force a woman to dance for your show. But it's like the same kind of level of like torment and torture and degradation of your fellow human beings for your own amusement and, and enjoyment. But with all of the, the levels of sleaze and grossness and just disgust and exploitation, just tampered down and neutered to a PG-13. Like, there's nothing about this movie that should be rated R at all, really. Not really, no. <laughs> some of the overtones of the dialogue and some of the scenes i can see where that would put it into an adult situation but this is pretty much a pg-13 i think the only reason it got an r is because it was made in 1979 probably i agree if it made today it'd be a pre (laughs) pg-13 if that right like you could see this on streaming if you were 12 and your parents probably wouldn't get super upset they would just be like wow that's some gross things they're talking about or just be like wow this acting sucks we're out of (laughs) here right right i mean come on dude there's some more upsetting and horrible things in the harry potter series besides the fact that jk rowling's a hateful turf yes well number one that but yeah listen you (laughs) still enjoy magic every now and then uh, <laughs> we can move on. I'm just saying, like, there's there's nothing to this film at all. And it's trying so hard to be so exploitative and so hardcore with its horror. But, like, it's yeah. just it just has no teeth. It's like a zombie yeah, with no teeth gumming it's, you to death is what it is. It kind of falls flat in their attempts. Everything. Literally everything falls flat. Everything. Except yeah, for the martial everything. arts. The martial arts except is the only the thing that's good. The fight the fight scenes are the only thing to watch in this whole entire movie. Yeah, because they're actually really well filmed and really I mean, well executed. I was just like, when I saw there was going to be fight, like, when it began to fight, I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. And then all the fight scenes are great. It's everything else that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing this film does well is it tricks you into thinking the fight scenes are going to be awful. And yet you long for them when they're not there. Exactly. Yeah, very true. All we right, can move on. I don't 20. care if this is even shorter than Killer Croc 2. <laughs> 
with the way this week's been going, I mean, we're lucky we're getting a show out at all. Let's be honest here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so anyway, the next 20 starts out. Uh, the next day, the professor, he's reading the paper, and it's about the kidnappings. And the uh, Jekyll comes in because he knows he doesn't want to read about that. He goes, I don't allow this filth in my house. It's a fucking daily newspaper. It's, it, sounds like, it sounds like you're a fucking heavy conservative father. It, all you're doing is read the New York Times. He's like, don't fuck that shit. <laughs> You could only watch Fox News or Newsmax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's magging it. Yep. The professor then claims he heard a scream last night. And Jekyll said, it must have been a nightmare. And he goes, I can give you a sedative that'll help you sleep. And the professor's like, no, that's okay. It must have been a nightmare. Oh, that's um, another it, thing this film does really well. Shots of people being injected are like all through this yeah, film and really realistic and, that, and believable. And I'll tell you one thing, that actually triggers me because I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm not a fan of watching people get injected with shit either. And that definitely yeah. was working because it was grody yeah. and it felt real. Real grody. I mean, people, like they inject them in like the goddamn neck and shit. Yeah, there's a couple of shots of like right into the neck veins. You're hoping that it's fake and that somehow they're tricking your eye because otherwise people are getting stuck for no reason for this movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Jekyll states that he really wants the professor to work with him, to help him. And the professor's like, he refuses to do so. It states, listen, I'm going to head back to my room, but I want to see my daughter's body tomorrow morning. And then he storms out. And this pisses Jekyll off, and then he asks his sister to go ahead and give him some brandy with ice. As she pours the brandy, he grabs the glass before she can do anything else and notices, hey, there's no ice. And so he goes, look, ice. And he starts stabbing the ice with the ice pick, going crazy, and then stabs her in the arm with the ice pick, because he's an abusive prick. Um, that night, uh, while he's molesting Julia in front of Boris and his sister, Julia screams. The professor hears that goes into the room, and finds them all together. Boris grabs him, and they knock him out by injecting him with something. Later on, he's forced to watch a lady injected with the serum versus a guy without uh, in a fight scene. And this is another great fight scene. I mean, this one's really good, and this one's really long. Um, yeah, they, they literally, uh, the, the entirety of the fight scene is literally like the professor telling Jackal they're going to kill each other, stop it. Yeah. Stop and then Jackal going, you know, that's, the, that's the point. They're going to beat each other to death, and we're going to see if she yeah. wins or not. This is part of the experiment. Deal with it. No, they're going to kill each other. Yes, that's the point. No, they're going to kill each other. Yes, that's the point. And you just want to watch them kill each other, because at I least that's interesting. Fight. If you guys could maybe just leave it alone. Yeah, if you could stop well, cutting anyway, to you two arguing and just let me enjoy this lady killing this dude, that'd be great. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. The lady kills the dude, then starts biting his neck. Then she attacks Jekyll, and one of the bodyguards shoots her dead. Uh... And that's when that's when Jekyll says, this is the problem, Professor. This is why I need your help. They once injected the serum, they don't stop killing. They only they can't stop unless you put them down. Uh, so he, that's why he needs his help. And the professor still says he won't do it. And that's when Jekyll says, listen, if you won't do it, then I'm going to inject Julia. And I'm going to force you to watch her fight somebody after she's been injected. Then she'll have to die. Um and then, uh, you know, so the professor's like, oh, you know, you, you know, you're a monster. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And he injects him and sends him away. And then he tells Boris, all right, take the professor out of here because the professor's knocked out and then clean up. Boris starts cleaning up. This pisses off the professor because it's the wrong order. So he burns him with his cigarette. And that's the end of that 20 minutes before we go into the final. <laughs> if only watching this movie went as fast as reviewing it is going. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, my God. The final 30. 
Although the final 30 is going to be a little more jam-packed. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the final 30 minutes here. Yeah. Well, there's a thing in the dialogue where the professor talks about how he won't help him do this hell or something like that or yeah. live through this hell. And then that's when the Dr. Jekyll does the whole thing about, well, you don't know what hell is. I can show you hell. I can make you watch your own daughter fight to the death, you know, and yeah. be this raving well, maniac kind of by injecting her with the serum. Yeah. And... Then the sister is very clearly upset after being stabbed in the arm with the ice pick all the way up to the hilt for not getting ice in his drink like he liked. Yeah. Um, and so now she's got some kind of weird machination and plan going on and she's lurking in the background, like acting real sus about stuff. Uh, the main helper guy, whatever his fucking name is, COVID brain won't let me remember. Boris. Boris yeah, of course it's fucking Boris. It would have to be Boris. Yeah. It'd have it to, has be Boris. to be Boris. But Boris is like also working against the main guy here, Dr. Jekyll, in the background. And he's got a thing for Julie or Julia or whatever the fuck her name is. And he's trying to like get her free or visit her as much as possible. And the more he gets beaten and tortured for doing that, the more he goes to try and find her throughout the film. And the film is not subtle about doing this, nor is it careful about when it does this stuff. So you kind of forget the plot points as they're going on. <laughs> like you have yeah. to sort of remember, oh, yeah, that's. That's right. Boris kind of has a thing for her because they don't bring that back for like another 40 minutes after they first establish it. That's true. <laughs> I'm bringing it up now because the last 30 minutes, there's a bunch of stuff that's not going to make any sense at all because we've kind of skipped over it because the movie didn't really flesh it out, although it hinted at some of this stuff. It hinted at stuff, but yeah, like you're under the belief when all this started, uh, all of them worked together for the science. And I'm really under the belief that Jekyll fell in love with Julia, but I think Julia and Boris were actually dating and that made him jealous and he, you know, became obsessed. And so he, you know, he, he probably destroyed. Boris's brain and then kidnapped Julia. Yeah, he lobotomized right. Bro Boris in some way, shape, or form. He probably yeah. lobotomized his own sister because, like, he couldn't get her to stop fighting when he, he was trying to He even says he lobotomized her. Later on in the final 30, he even talks about how he did that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's clear that, like, he's making his own, like, monsters and stuff like that. Have the police even shown up yet to question the doctor? Not yet. That's the last half no, hour. No, that's coming up. Yeah. yeah, it all jumbles together in a big mess of bullshit, basically. It, it really does. We can move on. I'm good. I don't give a fuck All anymore right. all right final 30 here we go <laughs> that should be the new tagline for this season of cinema science just don't give a fuck anymore uh <laughs> yeah let's move on i just don't even give a fuck <laughs> let's move on i just don't give a fuck anyway professor he agrees uh, uh professor gets visited by jekyll the next day and he's shackled and he agrees to help Jekyll to save Julia. Uh, Jekyll then goes to Julia and like he's like your dad's here, all that, and he she's and he's like uh, you know what I want from you, and she's like well, what do you want me? Say? What do you want? Just don't hurt him, and he's like just tell me you love me and to save him. So she does, um, and he still is all molesty on her. He basically um, is raping her and telling her that she has to tell him he loves, she loves him. She he yeah. has to tell him that she wants him and that she likes what he's doing, and it's heavily implied that he is raping her while he. Is doing this yeah yeah and then uh later on uh as uh the sister comes over to give like the professor some food he gives her a note and says your only hope get this to a police officer as she's leaving of course jekyll finds it he beats her for saying that she was going to turn on him and then pours boiling water on her and the beating scene went on forever like and he was because he was <laughs> whipping her on a kitchen floor it just went on forever it yeah it was terrible yeah 
It was pretty brutal, and yeah. at the same time, like, not well done because it wasn't believable. Like, no. had it been delivered better, it would have been almost too much to bear because of how yeah. long it went on, but it was so ineptly shot and executed by him acting like that that, like, he just doesn't feel like a brutal, savage kind of person that would do such a thing. He just yeah. seems like a guy who is overacting, attempting to being sadistic, and doing it on stage kind of hammy, but in front of camera. Yeah, no, I, exactly. Um... So, uh, later on then, uh, Jekyll p- produces his mother's ring and asks Julia to marry him, but she just laughs at him because she's probably just out of it, and that pisses him off. Later on then, a cop shows up, because yeah, he hears a knock at the door while he's with Julia, and he goes to answer it. And it's a police officer asking, like, you know, several neighbors hear gunshots in the neighborhood. He's I ever heard that. He goes, well, you've heard about the disappearances. Have you seen this person? It's a perfect drawing of Boris. And he's like, no, I I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about any of this. And as all this is happening, upstairs, the sister, she grabs a syringe, and she's pretty much going to go and kill Julia. She's going to inject her in the neck. Boris, however, stops her, then wraps a chain around her neck, and then hangs her by a chain. So the sister is now dead due to Boris, and he's, like, getting ready to free Julia. Anyway, then uh, Boris uh, is called, so he has to go to see what Jekyll needs. But as he leaves, he leaves the knife on the bed with Julia, and she grabs it. Uh, well, we're going to about have another fight scene. Now the, the, the professor, it's even funny. He's, well, he's still like shackled to the chair. Uh, Jekyll put him in a lab coat because I mean, come on, protocol has to be followed, right? Yeah. If um, you're going to be a doctor, you need a lab coat. Yeah. And it's another man versus woman. And this time Jekyll thinks he has the serum right. So we see this fight. Uh, during the whole fight scene, we see Julia's walking through the house and everything. Um, Anyway, uh, as the man gets the woman down, though, starts killing her, and the guard shoots the man, but it takes, like, three shots, and the man still knocks the guard out before he dies. And this is a failure, and Jekyll's like, well, I'll just keep working, you know, I'll I'll find it. And Professor's like, you know, I'm not going to help you, I'm not scared of you, and I'm not going to help you. We see Julia walking into the room, Jekyll goes, oh, you're not scared of me, how about this, and shoots the dad in the head. This causes Julia to freak, and she slashes Jekyll's face with a knife, but he's able to grab her. As he's attacking her, Boris runs, and he grabs a syringe. He's going to attack. Jekyll shoots Boris until he runs out of bullets, and Boris is still going. So last, with Boris's dying breath, he injects uh, Jekyll with the serum. Jekyll kind of goes crazy. He starts attacking the dad, who's already dead. And then he sees Julia moving, so he attacks her, killing her. And then he kind of passes out. Well, he wakes up and he's like, hey, I figured it out. You know, I figured it I'm I'm fine now. I don't want to murder. So I must have figured it out. And then he starts like, the professor, don't you understand? I figured it out talking to the professor's dead body. All the while this is happening, the police show back up, probably because of the numerous gunshots. As the police start going through the house, we get different views of the house. And Jekyll, oh, I was right. I win. Roll credits. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally the whole of it, man. That's, yeah. There's not much to this film at all. There, it's just there, loosely I mean, based you can plot. Talk about, you maybe talk about subtext, if they would have kept any one subtext to talk about. They jump from, um, uh, you know, uh, maybe a side story of how racist Jekyll is to then maybe a side story about misogynistic Jekyll is. But no, it, it, they, they pick it up and then they leave it behind to go to something else. There's nothing they stick with uh, for subtext long enough to even t- talk about. 
<laughs> and the text isn't even really like described or taken care of in very much of it's very loosely based plot to do any delivery for the story at all it feels like they're it feels like a porn right like without any yeah. porn it's like a porn without all the sex like it's just all the sex yeah. is cut out or yeah, there's no real i mean yeah exactly you're right or an exploitation gore flick with all the gore removed yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no gore everything it's an exploit it's an exploit it's an exploitation film without any of the exploitation yeah it's all of the all of its teeth have been removed it's a zombie gumming you to death exactly right yeah it's a a zombie apocalypse but when the zombies are resurrected all their teeth just fall out so then you have to wonder what they're actually gonna do (laughs) right all the sharpie points of any zombie are kind of gone and they're just like this mushy mouth nothingness yeah and they're not strong enough to even bring you down they they can't even like raise their arms at you so you just kind of walk around them (laughs) but they're there (laughs) <laughs> and the smell's still pretty bad. That's what's going on with this film. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's, yeah, the, the, really the only difference in the world is that it just smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Vinegar Syndrome release. The packaging is absolutely immaculate and really incredible. And I just don't understand why they gave all of this love to this film and what it is that made it be so special that they decided to release it in such a way. But that's Vinegar Syndrome, though. Like, they just release stuff and you have to question why sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, man. If there's anything I've learned in the years of doing this show is sometimes some movies just get released just because, just because, you know? (laughs) This is somebody out there's favorite movie though, right? Like somebody out there loves this movie and thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. This is with the size of the world. Somebody, yes, is out there and just like, this is my favorite cult movie ever. Yeah. This is essentially a Manos, the Hands of Fate, just done a little bit more adeptly. Like it's, it's almost exactly the same plot line kind of thing. I don't Uh, know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, or the the curious case of Dr. Hump, but instead of trying to produce like sexual drive um to or whatever, he's just producing violence in people, you know. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. At least curious case of Dr. Hump had a lot of really great sex scenes and nudity in it, you know. Yeah, has, I mean, at least at least we had something. Yeah, this has nothing other than some really great kung fu matches that yeah, would be worth but, but, watching if you really wanted to check out the exhibition of the martial arts. But like, you could see much better martial arts fights nowadays than what you could have in '79. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, man, the fight scenes in this are epic. Yeah, they're actual black belt folks that are fighting with their actual yeah. skills, and it doesn't look like they're pulling punches. It looks like they're doing actual exhibition fighting. Yeah, it really does. It's it's really great stuff. I I'm for it. The, the fight scenes are are good enough that I would suggest people watch them. <laughs> <laughs> this is on Tubby, and I would definitely or Tubi or however you want to pronounce that, and I would definitely yep. fast forward it. That and uh, if you're gonna watch the whole entirety of it, just picture Boris, and anytime Boris is on screen, and you'll be a lot yes. happier. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll actually chuckle a little bit. <laughs> and then watch the Orville right after this, because it's a great palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't seen it all, start with the very first season and wonder where all the drama starts coming in by the second yeah. season. Have have fun have fun when you get halfway through the first season and realize, wait, I was promised a slapstick comedy, and now I'm getting all this drama that still works, and I'm still into the show. So where, where did we transfer over? <laughs> that's the thing is you never really realize when you're there but as soon as you cross over the line you, you're there you know yep it's exactly. like when you move from being a casual user to an addict <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> what else are you gonna do about it 
Oh my goodness. This film, I just, I don't even know, man. Like I, I like the packaging. I might keep it for that, but otherwise I don't know if I'm ever going to watch this again. Yeah. I'm, I'm never going to watch it again. That's, that's not happening. There's just, <laughs> it, it's not even a good movie to try to rift with your buddies, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, you just, you it's just stay uh, out of this. <laughs> I would be more apt to watch like a man the hands of fate again than this, because at least that I know what I'm getting into. And I know, yeah. you know, like I'm basically trying to cause myself pain in advance. This movie I would watch if I wanted to try and fall asleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, uh, even then, I don't know, man. Cause then there's a few screams and everything. I just, I, I just probably won't ever, I have no reason to watch this again. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just get out of here a little bit early on this one. We're going to close this one out. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of music here in the background that maybe fits with something having to do with Dr. Jenkel, and maybe it'll be a death dungeon, or maybe it'll just be a song that'll just fill in the gap between now and when we do the PSYOP news. guess that song worked i don't know i'm gonna work about as hard as this song as the movie worked at trying to be coherent and making a good film so not at all i think that whole plan that we had the other week about if a movie's good it gets a good review if a movie's bad it gets nothing yeah yeah i think that's what we're i mean we're doing it yeah, <laughs> we're doing it yeah we're we've inadvertently fallen into the pattern of well this isn't even worth trying on well it, it also let's face it lesser podcasts would have just skipped this week all right it would have been like, listen, folks, due to s- numerous circumstances, <laughs> things aren't going well. <laughs> I don't know if it's lesser podcasts or at least podcasts with people that still kind of, you know, don't have a drive or need to go every single week, no matter what. You yeah. Know? Like if a, if, if a podcast had the ability to just take a break and not feel bad about it, they would probably have taken a break this week. Yes, they would have. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but, but that's not, not us. us. We have to not we have us. to keep torturing the folks. We have to keep in ourselves. And the best way for us to do that right now, besides trying to pad out the episode talking about how bad this episode is turning out, is to do some <laughs> PSYOP news. main man robert in the field oh, our main man robert he must have an incredibly long penis nigerian officials intercept seven thousand smuggled donkey penises at international airport shut up are you talking about penises that's right all right nigerian officials have intercepted seven thousand donkey penises at international airport after the smell for the packages aroused suspicion I'm taking another dick. The donkey penises were smuggled to Hong Kong in 16 sacks. But, I mean, this story is right in itself. Uh, But customs officers at 
Mur- Murtala Muhammad Airport in Niger- in the Nigerian city of Lagos intercepted the packages. And we're back to dicks. It always comes back to dicks. It really does. Sambo Denglia Dima, the customs controller at the airport, told BBC that the animal parts were found in sacks in the animal export section. Oh, I have a clip of that. He- Oh, okay. And there's a lot of weighing around. Yeah, sounds like that. Yeah, that was. That, I mean, that, that's amazing that we got that clip. Yeah. He said that a pungent smell was coming from the bags, arousing suspicion among the custom officers who opened the packages to find 7,000 donkey penises, just like there's somebody who had to count that out. This is like traces of death <laughs> fucked a porno. He also said that the suspect linked to the shipment, which is worth an estimated 200 million naria, which is about 416,000 pounds, Managed to escape. So 7,000 donkey penises are worth 416,000 pounds. In other horse sex news, the illicit trade of donkey parts, including the animal's penises and skin from Nigeria to China, is common. This is like traces animal- of death fucked a porno. The animal parts are used in China to make a traditional medicine called Ejile. In June, the Nigerian Customs, customs Service said that they had intercepted three 100-kilogram bags filled with donkey genitalia and 3,712 pieces of donkey skin at an airport. Four oh, months earlier in March, I will grab this guy's dick. Four months earlier in March, four suspects were arrested while they were trying to smuggle 2,754 donkey penises and 3,712 pieces of skin. Jesus Christ, man, a lot of donkeys are losing a lot of penises. <laughs> I've lost count, but it seems like a tremendous amount. Nigeria lost over six billion pounds to the illicit trade of smuggling donkey parts to China from 2012 to 2018, officials said. Six billion pounds! Worth of donkey junk, yeah, that's a lot. It's el- it is illegal in Nigeria to kill donkeys for their body parts and smuggle them to foreign countries, but illicit smuggling continues. The Donkey Dealers Association of Nigeria this week urged the Nigerian government to prosecute those who engage in the indiscriminate killing of donkeys and the smuggling of their animal parts outside the country. The charity said that I have a ragey erection. You just watch taint and ass balls wiggled in and out. <laughs> Yeah, right. All right, sorry. The Donkey Dealers Association of Nigeria this week urged the Nigerian government to prosecute those who engage in indiscriminate killing of donkeys and the smuggling of their animal parts outside the country. The charity said they have invested millions into the breeding of donkeys, but the smugglers are sabotaging their efforts. So. <laughs> so- Earlier in the movie when we were talking about the incest with Dr. Jekyll and everything, I was remiss in not playing this clip. We're just trying to prolong the amount of time that happens before we watch this brother and sister fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's all this is. Really was all that was. (laughs) Oh my god, just fucking incest already. Yeah, right? I mean, Jesus, come on. Because it's super hot, you should be able to fuck one time. I mean, listen, I just was reading Alabama law on that. God doesn't see when you do anal. He really doesn't. <laughs> this donkey story is really grim. Like, really, really yeah, grim. Grim, but kind of funny. I mean, I'm just saying. And Satan's cock. I just feel really bad for, like, all of the donkeys being murdered. And you said it was Nigeria this is where this is coming from? Yeah, Nigeria, and they're shipping the stuff off to China. So, <laughs> who knew Nigeria had such a donkey parts problem? <laughs> who knew that China had such a donkey parts fetish? Yeah, it needed it for medicine. They need donkey penises for medicine. 
Like, <laughs> makes Clip. me weirded out not knowing where a medicine comes from. You know, I think I need to get more, like, intelligent with that and start reading up on where our modern-day medicine's coming from. I'm pretty sure that the donkey penises that are being used for that type of medicine in China are not the kind of medicine that you're taking now. I really hope not, because if I find out talkie penises are in my ibuprofen, I'm going to be really bummed out. That's somehow a clip. That is somehow a clip, yeah. (laughs) I mean, midway through, I'm like, this is such a clip, but I got (laughs) to get, just got to finish saying it by now. (laughs) It's not the worst thing that you've ever said. I've gotten rid of that for you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Let's do another story. What I said was even worse. It's the way you cut it made it sound worse. That's true. You were talking, if, if you're talking about the one that I'm thinking of, you were basically in being indictful of our current sitting president and how he was saying that a certain group well, the, were actually the past good president. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, Not our current sitting president. Well, the president. He was current at the time. Yeah, the current sitting president at the time had basically made a reference to how a certain group Some of people, people that, were fine people. Yeah, yeah, when they definitely are not. And I've been using yeah. that against you ever since. Ever since. <laughs> Until things kept continually getting worse and worse that I took that out. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's do another news story because we haven't even hit a full fucking hour yet. Even with all Holy the padding shit. we're going to be putting in. Yeah. Good God almighty. All right. Uh, this one's from uh, uh, Linair. Ah, okay. This might be New Zealand news. Quote, we are very sorry. Backlash after nursing home hires strippers for seniors in wheelchairs. They organized a show for the residents, and now they have to apologize after fierce backlash. I've actually seen the video the of this. Bang. I think that's going Fuck. on the spank bank. I don't know why they should apologize. Those old people are having a fantastic time, if you've seen the video. Oh, Not you actually did watch the video? What? Yeah, yeah. I've seen a, a video clip of it. My gum has a cure for cancer. What's wrong with having strippers visit old people? Apparently, they really I, liked it. That's what I'm saying. They, they did the, not a frown of the bunch. I think their families had problems because, you know, they need to insult, suit themselves into their lives. Anyway, a nursing home has been slammed and forced to apologize after they hired strippers to perform for senior citizens in wheelchairs. The Taiwan Veterans Home, a state-run facility for retired Army personnel in Taiwan, paid the adult entertainers for an X-rated show to celebrate the Mid-Autumn Festival. The risque show, which was performed last Thursday, was filmed by an attendee and uploaded to social media. It showed yeah, erotic dancers wearing masks and lacy ever. lingerie with one elderly man receiving a lap dance. I mean, let these people have some fun. Dude finally gets hard, so now it's time to plow. With the entertainer's permission, he could be seen touching her body with his hands. Good for him. This Good for them. This is my baby and I'll drown it in a bathtub if I want to. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, rest home nurses can can be seen clapping along with the performance. While it appears some of the residents enjoy the dancers, the care facility has been slammed for organizing the show. In a statement, they said the intention of the event was to entertain the residents and make them happy. We're very sorry for the offense it caused. Who was offended? Yeah, I want to know who, who was who? offended. Because it sounds like all the people there was having a great time. So it probably came from somebody who saw it on social media. You know what? Stop posting shit to social media, people. You're ruining other people's good times, too. And and then if you complained about it, you're an asshole. You are definitely an If you are somehow listening to the show and you're one of the people who complained about strippers in a nursing home... Get fucked. Get fucked right into the bottom of a lake. That's where you belong, because you're a piece of shit. (laughs) Wow. Put your nose in your own fucking business. Yeah, I can see where if it was residents that didn't want to have this happen and the strippers wouldn't leave them alone, but it looks like everybody that was involved in this little get-together was having a great time, and even the stripper was allowing the guy to touch their body, you know, which is something that can happen at a private show. It seemed like everyone was on board 
Everyone was having a good time. Nobody was having a bad time. Guess who had a bad time? John Q fucking public sitting in their fucking basement seeing social media on their cell phone go, well, I don't agree with that morally, and then causing a fucking scene. Yeah, what are you so upset with? That retirement home people can enjoy a little sexual activity with a stripper who is being paid to do such a thing? I mean, sex workers are workers. Let them have their jobs. Yeah, and let these old people have some fun. I mean, they're on the last leg of this fucking journey. Why can't they have some fun? Yeah, let them get a couple of titties in their face. They might actually enjoy it, and maybe they'll go out with a smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, a spokesperson of the nursing home also said previous mid-autumn festival events had been canceled due to COVID-19. The idea behind the show was to raise the spirits of the residents. Despite this, they admit the entertainer's actions were too enthusiastic fiery. What? And it's like fucking horseshit. They explained that there was also a milder game of bingo and karaoke. Yeah, okay. F- oh, Jesus Christ. The dancers all wore masks during the show. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it all seems fine. Man. But, uh, I mean, really. Can people just fucking start minding their own fucking business? <laughs> some residents got some titties in their face, some butts ground up against them, and, you know, yeah. they got to remember what it was like to be alive and be happy whenever some, they fought in a war. Some butts to crotches, and they felt maybe happy again, or maybe alive again for the first time in a long time. Right. Right. Somebody has to bitch about it. <laughs> How dare everyone? There's always that one sad sack who's like, God, the only one of those people enjoying their lives annoys me. I better do something to stop it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see where you get really upset at the fact that elderly folks can still enjoy sex because it makes you feel creepy inside, sure. But that's yeah. your baggage, but not theirs. Fuck you. Do you deal with that yourself? You don't stop other people's good times. Exactly. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, that story's done. <laughs> want to do another one? Yeah, we just barely made it over an hour, so one more and we'll just call it quits. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. This one's from Alan. Chef Al from uh, Halifax, I think. Yes. Man who hasn't stopped farting after eating ham roll five years ago sues for 200,000 pounds. What the fuck is a ham roll? I'm taking I, another dick. I don't know what a ham roll is. Uh, a man who's, uh, I'm assuming it's a roll of ham. Uh, a man whose life has me. Been... Give me a fucking paper clip, some <laughs> chewed up bubble gum, and a string. I'll get whatever dildo you need out of you. That was a misfire. I didn't mean to have that long of a clip. <laughs> um, a man whose life has been plagued by relentless farts since eating a ham roll is suing the stall that sold it to him for 200,000 pounds. Ooh, is that the me man, getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? The man from Chippenham, Wiltshire, was visiting a Christmas market in Birmingham with his wife and children back in 2017 when he picked up the snack. But within hours, things started to go south for the 46-year-old, who was hit by cramps, fever, vomiting, and diarrhea, with his lawyers telling High Court that he was bedridden for the next five weeks. His ordeal is far from over, though, and lawyer Robert Parkins said his client is sick for months with excessive flatulence, still blighting him even five years on. Jesus. Um, the, The farts are apparently so bad that they're even affecting his sleep. Parkins said that the, the claimant continues to suffer from excessive fat flatulence, which causes him a great deal of embarrassment. The symptoms are primarily fatigue and altered bowel function associated with churning within his abdomen and flatulence. The claimant's stomach continues to make frequent churning noises to the extent his sleep can become disrupted. The extent of the symptoms have been life-changing. The unfortunate farter claims he contracted salmonella from the 
uh, from the BAP and says market operator Frankfurt Christmas Market Ltd. should pay more than two hundred thousand pounds in compensation for its negligence. Okay. However, in the company, <laughs> I just looked up ham rolls here, right? Uh huh. And the recipes that I'm finding so far, they're either an English ham like a roll up, or yeah. some of the stuff, uh, the traditional ham roll is like ground pork and ham that are baked together into a deliciously sweet sour like tangy sauce. And mm. I can see where either one of these could give you salmonella and could possibly yeah. affect your guts for the rest of your life. Yes. Oof. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Sorry. Hold up. However, the company uh, denies blame and claims there was no salmonella bacteria in the ham hock stall. Lawyer Parkin said a total of 16 people in three groups complained of similar symptoms after eating at the stall. Following an investigation by Public Health England, two cases of salmonella were confirmed as originating at the stall between 9 and 11 of December 2017. E. coli bacteria was found on a knife used to cut cooked meat and an unsatisfactory level of Endrobacteriaceae, uh, the family of bacteria containing both E. coli and salmonella, was found. This caused the stall to be closed and deep cleaned and the remaining food disposed of. The company is defending the allegations, disputing that he was infected by salmonella bacteria, and also questioning the size of his claim. Its barrister, Philip Davy, said Birmingham City Council environmental health officers had attended the stall to do tests, but no salmonella was found. Only the presence of E. coli in a knife in the Mad had not claimed he suffered from an E. coli infection, he said. <laughs> I don't think your defense should be, no, we had a coli, not salmonella. That's not yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Who, who do you think you are? <laughs> also, probably not a good idea to buy pork products from a stall or stand in Something any way, that's shape, called or form. a stall. Yeah, yeah, probably not good. The ham hock stall, probably not a good place. Don't want to get ham there. Uh uh, the allegation the BAP was contaminated with salmonella bacteria is not admitted and must be proved, the lawyer says. While the claimant contends his primary injury to be alleged salmonosis, no salmonella bacteria were isolated at the ham hock BAP stall. Accordingly, causation is, has been, and shall remain an issue in this case. The case went before a judge, Master Mark Gideon, at the High Court last week for a hearing to plan a future trial of the claim. Rory Badman Knock representing the claimant it said the damages claim would be for more than two hundred thousand pounds and potentially considerably more given the ongoing effect on him. So holy Jesus. God damn. <laughs> I've had I've had some bad food before, but I can't imagine years and years worth of terrible, terrible gas from one fucking vendor once. Yeah, that's just seems fucking terrible <laughs> and on that note we're just gonna end this fucking show good idea i'm gonna play Jesus the ending Christ. legion promo and after that we're gonna come back with some music that'll fit either some really terrible gas or the movie death <laughs> dungeon of dr <laughs> jekyll or whatever the fuck it was called who fucking cares i'm fucking done here we're out if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcasts Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shade Cast, 
Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. This is uh, not the show that I intended to make, nor am I happy with, but this is the show that we got, and this is the show that everybody has to suffer through this week. This is the show, folks. I, I'm, I'm doing it from a little section right next to my my bedside, uh, you know, because it's the only other room I can go to right now, and Court's uh, diseased, so this is, this is great. <laughs> I'm coming out the other side of the disease, yes. <laughs> yes, but you're still diseased. <laughs> in more ways than one, yeah. Well, if you'd like to find Forever the other instances unclean. where one of us, both of us, and or all of us were working in a makeshift studio and or disease, that is all available at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Oh, I can't even get that out right. Thank you very much, COVID brain. Yeah, <laughs> one of the places that yeah, I'm the you're, most... You're having a rough time. <laughs> one of the places that I am the most available at right now currently is the Legion Discord chat, and it is alive and kicking. There's a lot of discussion going on, and I'm trying to post the stuff that I'm watching as I'm watching it, and or participate in communication and or discussions. Most recently, we were talking about the new Chucky series, which, by the way, if you love the movies, you should check that out. Even if you just kind of like the movies, you might really love the new Chucky series. Hmm, nice. Yeah, just an FYI. That was one of the things that we were talking about on the Legion Discord chat. Now on to the memes and where you're going to find them. Easiest place is That's Instagram. Everyone wants the memes. <laughs> Cinema underscore psyops on Instagram. That's where all the memes get posted. Give or take about thrice daily depends. It might drop down a little bit, you know, maybe to one or two a day. Who knows? But all there, Cinema underscore psyops. And then they are immediately shared to the Facebook page, which is named Cinema Psyops. And then from the Facebook page to my main feed, Court Psyops. And then to our group on Facebook, which is Cinema Psyops. So the show is called Cinema PsyOps, the Instagram is Cinema underscore PsyOps, the Facebook group is Cinema PsyOps, and the Facebook page is Cinema PsyOps. I'm there on Facebook as Port PsyOps. It's really easy to find, and everything is aptly named around the show. I mean, that just, that there's no way that it can be any confusion there. If you are still confused and you'd like a Venn diagram explanation, I'm not going to send you one, but you could request one at cinemapsyopscourt at gmail.com. Yes, I mean, I would suggest doing that, of course. <laughs> what, you would suggest requesting or suggest that I don't respond with one? Both. 
Usually if there's a test and the answer, one of the answers is all of the above, you usually take it. Well, while you're out there hard-filling C to try and get a test finished, kick the fuck out of this weekend and get your bit. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. My USB device was fucked. Ah, this is a cursed year, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I don't know if I believe in year. that stuff. Can you start recording on your side in your new makeshift studio? Yes, I am recording on my side. One, two, three. Everything's coming through what's supposed to, I guess. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. We're not having much luck. I'm telling you right now, I'm sitting at the side of my bed. The laptop is on my nightstand. The microphone's on my dresser. I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> it explains why it's a little bit more echoey than your other room. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's not much I can do about that. <laughs> All right. Did you do the Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Death yes. or whatever the fuck it's called? We at least got That's, the notes on that. Yes. Yes. That part is right. <laughs> Fuck it, let's just fucking do it. Here we go. Let's, let's hope for the best. Here we go. My USB device died, by the way. That's what was going on, the USB that's, thing that I was using for audio. That's fucking ridiculous. It's a perfect drawing of Bordis. Boris. So the sister is now dead due to Bordis. As Bordis is getting ready to free Julia, he cuts... Have you like been her. watching uh, the Orville recently? You keep saying yes, Bordis. Yes, I have. Because okay. I say Bordis a lot. It's <laughs> Boris, I know. How much more entertaining would this film be if that was Bordis doing all this shit? <laughs> Bordis. <laughs> I have now released you. <laughs> and the way but he all, talks and everything. But all kidding aside. Yeah, but all kidding aside. <laughs> you go ahead and pull one of the news stories up. I got, yeah, I got, I got stuff up. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, our main man, Robert, and I don't have my clips up, so everybody knows what clip is supposed to be happening here, and I'll punch it in yeah. later. Yeah. Nigerian officials intercept 7,000 smuggled donkey penises at International Airport. Oh my god, I need to get the clips up now. Get them up. Get them up. It's all about penises. All right, hang on. All right. Okay, first of all, I'm going to get my show housekeeping up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like we keep trying each week to make a show shorter than any other show we've had. I know, before. right? To, to, get, to get to the shorter amounts of shows. <laughs> right, here we go. Three, two, one.
Well, while you're out there, heart-filling C to try and get a test finished, kick the fuck out of this weekend, make it your bitch. You gave me something better, so I decided to go for that there. There you go. Jesus Christ. All right. I have stopped recording. I'm done.